And I'm Ron Placone. And, and I'm Tina Desiree Berg. And we're reporting for Status Quo. We are. <clears throat> lovely, in, in this lovely year of our Lord, 2022, straight to you from Los Angeles, California, and the United Corporations of America. Good to be here. Smash the like button. Collins on the ones and twos, letting us know. It's time to smash that like button and do up a super chat. Say hello to us. We, we want to hear from you. Uh, we got an amazing show for you today. We, we got do. a lot of stuff. So first of all, we'll do an update on the JFK thing because there was an update literally about 30 minutes ago. So we're going to update you on the JFK documents. Uh, also, the rail, uh, the, the issue with the railroad workers continues because they ousted the boss. They ousted one of the bosses. Of one Who of the was unions, it yep. and why? We're going to tell you. And uh, also, there's a, uh, a another oil spill in Hawaii that's been going on for a while now. I mean, this goes back. It's a fire. Yeah. So it's a fire retardant spill. So it's forever chemicals, PFAs. But this is the second one they've had within a period of a year. Um, it's the Red Hill fuel facility there that was supposed to be shut down by the Navy. Uh, they had a leak of oil that, well, it was a PVC pipe that, uh, PVC pipe, couldn't get that out, that busted. No, say, it, say it five more times. <laughs> PVC I pipe. I didn't hear it. Broham. <laughs> It was a PVC pipe that busted, and at the time, the Navy was basically saying they didn't think that the fuel would leak into the water supply. Uh, that is not what happened. It did leak into the water supply, sickening many uh, naval personnel. Uh, at that time, they were going to shut it down, and now we have a second uh, fire retardant spill that's happened of chemicals, PFAs, forever chemicals. So. There's been some argumentation going back between the water board and the um, secretary of the Navy, who is shockingly an ex-military contractor. So have some regulatory capture going on there. So we're going to be diving into that and uh, no pun intended, diving into that. And we're, we're actually going to be talking to uh, to an uh, Oahu water protector later That's in the right. hour. So we got some exciting stuff, y'all. And we also have a, a very disturbing uh, story in regards to the transgender community in Texas. Um, so we got all that and more is coming up, coming up. So let's start. We got to start with the JFK. JFK. You know, Ron, have you read all 14,000 of these emails? Yeah, you have yes, half an hour. Yes, I've read all of it. That's the good news, folks. <laughs> this is breaking. <laughs> I have read all of it. I've I've been I've been prepping for this moment. I I I, I just had nothing but coffee uh, and cigarettes for the past forty eight hours. <laughs> I don't even smoke cigarettes, but I have for the past forty eight hours. No, I unfortunately here, here's here's what's breaking, folks. Let's go straight to the uh, Washington Post uh, article. This literally just came out. Uh, oh man, don't make me do math, brain. But but this was just updated at four thirty three p.m. Eastern time. Three hours so about later. 40 minutes ago, Yes. right? Like about yes. 40 minutes ago, um, thousands of secret JFK assassination documents have been released. So today was the deadline. Yeah. But we were all wondering, are they actually going to honor this deadline or are right. they just going to kind of bullshit everybody? Reason. Yeah, just find a reason like, like, you know, like, like Biden forgot to have his jello, whatever they yeah. were going to come up with <laughs> to not release these things. But are you sure it was not pudding jello? Are you sure? I thought I thought it was pudding. I am really giving him a lot of credit, aren't I? I guess I'm in the holiday spirit. I'm going a little easier on the guy. I, I feel like he grad but he probably has not graduated to jello. You're right. 
No. I, I think with, with Super Ron, Vision, you're bringing out the comedian in me every time we do this. <laughs> with supervision, he can have Jello. Maybe okay. if like maybe if Jill's right there, he can have Jello. That's a but, superhero power. That's his. That's his power. <laughs> Did you see the Trump cards? No, Did you I'm see scared. That online? You didn't see that. No, I'm I scared you'd though. Be all over that. It was yeah. What? Funny. This was recently or last year or? This was very recent. You must have missed it. But How he, I mean, uh, yeah, this is your jam, dude. This is your, <laughs> this is like your beat. And I don't know how you missed this and I didn't, but like Donald Trump, he had some big announcement and people were thinking he's going to be dropping a, a VP bomb, you know, right. like, like this is my VP. That's not what he did though. Instead, he has these ridiculous trading cards where he's dressed <laughs> up like a superhero and they're on sale now this holiday season. Are you? Wait, I feel how, like you, you did know about. How this did I know? I didn't. I've been so right. you know I've been so deep in this article I'm writing that I haven't paid your, your as Hitler much. porn article. Right. Is that the one? You're really deep into this one. Everyone's I'm waiting. <laughs> by the way, everyone's waiting. No pun intended by the deep into this one. Oh, <laughs> oh. That that was all you. That, that was, was all you. Oh yeah, yeah I totally I, got it. Yes. I, there it is. I walked right you into didn't it. Let's order be honest. This already? I walked. Ah, no, that man, that wow. I wow. So that's his announcement. He's he's a superhero on a card. And that is how it. he views himself. Now we need to have like the most ridiculous looking individual to, to of him, like how he really is next to that. How he sees himself, how he really is. Like my <laughs> So there you go. So, all right, oh so, so here's what happens, folks. Let's go to the Washington Post article. They, they yeah. did end up releasing the documents, and, and that's really, uh, that's the breaking part here. So the Biden administration on Thursday released another batch of secret government files related to the assassination of JFK, 59 years after his murder and more than five years after, after the documents were originally required by law to be publicly disclosed. They were able to pull it off for five years. Which is amazing, really. So the newly released, uh, what is that tranche? What the hell? I don't even know that word. Do you know that Which, word? What is uh, that? The newly released tranche. Oh, tranche. tranche. It's like oh, tranche. Okay, tranche. A big wad of something is how I think of tranche. It's one Why of those words that wad? I don't because that's a random sounds... freaking word. I mean, tranche. It, it's a very nice sounding word. I dare say, even though it only has seven letters. I say that's a $12 word. I mean, I is, did, it, it caught me off guard. I mean, that's that is not a $12 a word. That, word. That's agree. a heavy hitter, tranche. Tranche um, became sort of like an infamous word when we had the last uh, bank bailout in, under Obama's administration because they were talking about the tranche of securities, of the credit-backed securities. I don't recall that. I mean, I recall when that happened. I don't I don't recall tranche, tranche. being like in the uh, in, in, in the. I'm buying here. a tranche of shit securities because the shit securities are bundled with some good ones. Tranche. Did Obama say it? Was he like, we got a tranche? No, no. Security. I think it was we more gotta... of a media, a media way of okay. framing. And apparently right. this writer just likes that word, I guess, tranche. They're into it, but there was a tranche of files or a wad of files if you're one of the hoi polloi. But there was a newly released <laughs> tranche slash wad of files. Uh, a couple of different numbers floating around here. There's there's a number in the 12,000s. Also, the yeah. number I have here, 13,173 documents were posted by the National Archives and Records Administration 
and then there's a link you can go right to it i have gone to the link have you I have okay well, I've not, i didn't read you know like there's a lot of stuff here um so this stuff has been released like we got it and here's some more good news so first of all the breaking news here is that they did in fact release it right instead of kicking the can down the road which you might think well is that dude they've been putting this off for five freaking years they've been trying to get around it for five years and right. finally they had to freaking do it uh and on monday if all goes as planned we will be interviewing lamar waldron who is a writer and historian who's been covering this beat for a very right. very long time he is going to sift through these documents hardcore yep. and he's going to tell us what's what. So Should that's, be interesting. I'm pretty freaking stoked. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to talking to this guy. I'm looking forward to like. Yeah, hearing... I want to know like what part is conspiracy? What part is real? Like there's so many possibilities here. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that really points in the CIA's direction, that, that, that they had some involvement in right. here. There's also some things floating around with Lee Harvey Oswald where he might have had affiliations that we had never known about. Right. Um, you know, there's a history of them silencing. Also, I'm curious how much were... of it's redacted, right? I mean, there'll probably be entire pages of black blocks like. Ch -ch. That's the fear, right? I mean, the fear, yeah. I mean, I, I was talking about this on the show the last time we covered this. My biggest concern is like, you know, I use this example. So I used to live in Seattle. And on top of that, I'm a huge Nirvana fan. And every so often they would say like, um, there's newly released footage about the Kurt Cobain uh, right. death, you know, because that's one of those things where people still are kind of like, well, is the official story all that happened? Because their investigation was terrible. Like it was a right. totally terrible half-assed investigation. At yeah, best. it sort and of they was. Gotta live with that. They got to live with that. Like it's totally plausible. He didn't die the way they said he did. And um, so they release something every so often. But every time it it's trickles like, out slightly. Well, not just <laughs> not just that, but it's also like it's a drawing that he did or something like right, that. Like, it has nothing to do. Right, right. It's interesting. If you're a big Nirvana fan, it's interesting stuff. Like, oh, here's a drawing Kurt Cobain did. But it's not like, oh, this. It's not necessarily new, informative information about how we died. Yeah, I gotcha. Exactly. I mean, so, this could be a big wonder. nothing burger, but I doubt it. There's got to be some gems in all those pages. So 13,000 and the fact that yeah. they've been waiting five years. Yeah, there's got to be. I mean, Oliver Stone's nugget. probably already on part two of his documentary. Just saying. You think he can read that fast? I mean, Oliver Stone's a smart guy, but damn. 20 minutes? You think he burned through this? <laughs> no, he has a whole entire, like, staff. He's got a crew. That's yeah, like, no, shoo, he's got a crew. Shoo. That's intense. I mean, imagine being in that room. Just be like, yeah. you take pages. I mean, who gets page one? You know, know what I mean? Like, it's like, 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 like you get one through 500, and then they divvy it up accordingly. Somebody's got to read that intro page where it's right? just like, well, that was an easy one. It's just, that it's was... just a title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, there'll be stuff, no doubt, coming out over the weekend, too. But, yeah, I'm excited that we have this guest coming on. He's an expert in the area. Um, so I'm sure he'll pick out the best gems for us well, to go here, over I, on Monday. I just got this. Jordan just texted this. Jordan, by the way, is not here because he recently made a person I little, feel like everyone a has little adorable that. person. Yeah, he didn't do it by himself. His wife helped too, but like they made a person. <laughs> they and made a person. Uh, and he's also working on a book. So Jordan is uh, Jordan's quite the creator these days. 
freaking humans and books. Humans and books. Oh wait, he's is making this, so his this own. Is... He's making his own school. He's <laughs> he's just like he's just like I'm, I'm writing books and then I'm making humans to study these books. Wait, Biden still withholds thousands of JFK docs. So even with all of these, they're not all released. Joe Biden released more. So this is most, but not all. Okay. Oh, so he's still holding out. He's still. Oh my yeah. God. All right. Well, let's just go through this. Jordan just texted this to us. Uh, President Joe Biden's administration released more than 13,000 records. Okay. So it was, it's still in the number that, that we had, right. um, but it fell short of fully complying. No shit. With the spirit of the 30 year old law demanding transparency by now. Tita, before we are done covering this story, I will make you as excited as I am about this. Yeah! It's my personal mission. <laughs> I will not stop until I until I accomplish it. You're gonna be you're gonna be All right, you wanna get me excited, we then we stop. have to get our hands on the three percent of the records that remain redacted in whole or in part, because that's the juicy stuff. I'm with stuff. you. That's the juicy stuff right there. That three percent's the black swan event. I Absolutely. I'm with you 110%. Uh, so with Thursday's action, about 98% of all the documents related to the 1963 killing have been released. And just 3% of their, their math is a little interesting here. Nine, why wouldn't they just say 2%? Wait, yeah, not, like, about 98. They, yeah. they got so excited, they forgot. That That's 101% using new math. Um, I'm guessing that... The CIA is that special that they get 101 I'm guessing that both of those numbers are rounded up. <laughs> right? And like, somewhere in between they meet to create 100. I'm if I had to take that. a guess, I'd say it's 97 and 3. I'd say right. they're just like, we've released like 98. No, we've only released 98, uh, 97. <laughs> let's go back to the article, Colin. Um, let's see what else is in here since this was just breaking. We're 59 years after, yeah, 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 it's been 59 years. There's no justification for this, absolutely. Among the documents that remain largely hidden, ooh, here we go. So among the documents that remain largely hidden, now this is from NBC, 44 related to a shadowy CIA agent, George Genitus, and a Genitus. Genitus, is that? Yeah, I think we're batting okay there. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> And a covert Cuban-related program he ran that came into contact with Lee Harvey Oswald less than four months before Kennedy was shot, according to. So huh, that wait, a juicy. covert Cuba-related program that he ran—that has to be very juicy. And what the hell does Lee Harvey Oswald have to do with that? He came well, into that's, contact. That's with what Lee they don't want to tell you. <laughs> that's what they're trying to keep from us. Right? Like, like that, he had something to do okay. with it. That's what they don't want us to know. I did not have Cuba-related thing in Harvey Oswald on my 22 bingo card. Did you? <laughs> Maybe. I mean. Maybe. Well, yeah, like, I mean, that's, all that's they're doing really right now is feeding fun. conspiracy theorists, like, wide birth here. That's wild. Like, it's the truth is stranger than well, fiction. Well, if they want to, if they're not telling us, there's <laughs> something they don't want us to know, though. I know, but... I mean, they're not, they're not like, feeding... They're, as much as they're, like, this is the shit we don't want to tell you. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it's... Interesting. I'm looking forward... I mean, look, there's 13,000 documents we still have to, you know, unpack. So, I, I still am very much looking forward to unpacking those. But, of course, more than anything, 
I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm saying there's 3% they're keeping from us. I would never round the more optimistic and be like, no, you know, we got 98 and two. We for two, sure got 97. It's not 2.3? Okay. And that, and that 3%, I, I think, is yeah, some pretty significant quality. I'm going to go out on a limb. And say I'm it. going to say it's the best quality, and it's the stuff we want to know about. I mean, who no. knows what else is in there? There might be some gems, though, that, you know, they think that they're, you know, sort of not releasing something important, but it turns out that it is. I mean, that's bound to happen when you have 13,000 files. The worst thing that could happen, and this still wouldn't be the or worst. Or something accidentally part. doesn't get redacted that should have been redacted. Those are always good. Like, I mean, that that's, happens. That's an optimistic. Now, now the worst <laughs> case scenario is just 13 pages of love letters between him and Marilyn Monroe, which would, <laughs> would be interesting for a different reason, but not. That would be a different person. story. Also, also quality engagement. Yes. <laughs> So, so I feel like no matter what, there's something interesting going on here. But yeah, it's about um, so about 4,300 records remain redacted. Interesting. <clears throat> now they're saying nothing's completely blacked out, but it's like mm, I mean, 59 years. Out? It's been 59 years since President Kennedy was killed. That's like wild. That all of these years they're still holding on to some of this. Well, here's the thing, and, and of course, like, like pretty much, that's the gist of it right now, folks. They released a lot of stuff. They still haven't released everything. By law, they do need to release everything. So Joe Eventually. Biden's technically violating the law here, although they've been kicking the can down the road for five years. Wow. Uh, and we are going to, uh, we are going to speak to Lamar Waldron on Monday, who's really going to be dropping some uh, some nuggets on what's valuable in these documents for us. And uh, and also, but the last thing I'll say on it is. You know, I, I really do feel like if we ever did uncover what really went down, I mean, that's going to wake a lot of people up as far as like, how is this country really run? Yeah. So I want to read this one uh, paragraph, Ron, and I have a feeling you know more about this than I do. So it says, as, Ald as Oswald interacted with DRE and became known as an activist who supported President Castro, the Pentagon was formulating a plan called Operation Northwoods to stage a false flag attack in the United States to blame on Cuba and justify wow. a military confrontation to make up for the aborted Bay of Pigs fiasco two years before. Do you know about this? I don't know about that specifically, but I mean, they tried. I mean, the United States tried to assassinate Cu uh, Cuba. Castro, uh, <laughs> like... They tried to uh, don't put it past the United States to try to assassinate an entire country. That's but, as bad as me saying Boham instead of Broham. <laughs> but uh, I mean, how many? It was like what six hundred times they tried to kill Castro, right? I mean, th there were just yeah. so many attempts. So this was just another attempt. Mm -hmm. Have a false flag attack, blame it on them. Then you can just go, you know, do whatever. Uh, so I'm, 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 I haven't. This heard is about very that interesting. I didn't know about this. Okay. Yeah. Color me not surprised at all. <laughs> I mean, right. it, it's just why. So they're 601. That's number 601, you know, times that they tried to kill Castro. Because, yeah. boy, did they really want to kill that guy. They, they really, <laughs> really wanted to kill that guy. So, I mean, you know, it was the, it, this was the height of the Red Scare, right? Communism was this big, scary boogeyman. And mainly because corporate America was concerned about workers' rights. I think, you yeah. know, there are, there are definitely some other issues there. But the main driver of this, I believe, was was that. It was workers' rights, and they were also, let's be honest, they were scared of everyone knowing how to read. They didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't want that. Yeah. So we will have some interesting stuff on uh, on Monday. And, uh, yeah, and, and I do think in, in the big big scheme of things, 
that's what it really is. If we find out, like, okay, the official story is not all, which there's no way the official story is all there was, but, you know, when, when the when the populace, general populace, finds that out once and for all, and maybe we do get the truth about what really went down, you know, that's going to jostle a lot of people awake as far as this is how this country is really being operated. I mean, it would be absolutely stunning to me if this was related to the Bay of Pigs and uh, Cuba. But now, did did uh, Oliver Stone touch on that in his documentary? Because I can't remember. I don't recall. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of that documentary. I watched it I so long ago, I don't remember. Because I this, this, NBC, this NBC article goes in depth on this particular aspect, and this is not something that I really knew about before. Hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, we'll know a lot more on Monday because we'll know a lot more about what they did release and uh, where that puts us. And and so apparently they did reveal some of this stuff, some of this stuff as far as far as Oswald's relations there uh, and as far as like this this operation, as far as a false flag attack. Yeah, we should know a lot more about that, at least, which, you know, goes to show you, like, if this is juicy enough Hmm. as it is. What's in this freaking 3% they're not showing us? Well, that's just it. It says, Thunheim said the agency misled his board in a previous congressional investigative panel in the 1970s. Well, of course they did. But the CIA disclosed none of that information and appointed Johannes, Johannides? I'm not sure how we pronounce this name. As Okay, I'm saying Johannides because that's in Swedish. You would say J as an H, but this is probably wrong way to pronounce his name. This CIA agent as an agency liaison to investigators, which impeded the 1976 House Select Committee on Assassinations Investigations, its general counsel, J. Robert Blakey, told the Miami New York Times in 2001. Mm. So I guess they knew a little bit about this, but not the depth. Right. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. All right, we'll see see where it goes. goes. So let's go over to the railroad strike, shall we? Yeah, because... Or or the railroad, I mean, it's not a strike anymore. The the government crushed the strike. Um, But but the workers aren't happy. They're not done. Yeah, this is not not over. And they're not not over. And uh, here's what they did recently. This is is something that happened. This is from More Perfect Union. The railroad workers decided to oust a particular president. Uh, and which president was it? Can we pull up the article, Colin? So rail workers oust union president who backed the labor deal. Hmm. In a stunning upset, the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen, the 2800 member union of railroad workers, has elected a new president, Eddie Hall. And uh, Eddie Hall won against the account- incumbent Dennis Pierce. Yeah. Now, Dennis Pierce was one of the uh, presidents who backed that labor deal. And so apparently the workers are not happy with that labor deal. They weren't happy with it. Eight unions signed on to it. And even the eight unions that signed on, it's not like that meant all the workers were happy. It just meant the people in charge were like, we'll sign on. Well, now they're ousting the people who made that decision. And the other unions that were against it completely were the biggest ones, too. They were against it entirely. And Joe Biden said, screw you, you're taking it. I'm going to yeah. the Railroad Act of 1926 and force you to take this thing. And by the way, we're not giving you your sick days either. So importantly, the BLET, this particular union, is the second largest that was involved in the, go- in the negotiation. So they have a larger membership than <clears throat> a lot of the other ones do. 
And I think it's important to also mention that the BLET was one of three unions that came within hours of striking in September before reaching a last-minute tentative agreement. So they were the ones probably more willing to avert or or to ignore the order and and go on strike. Um, In an interview, I love this part, in an interview, Hall said his election spoke to rank-and-file frustrations that leadership failed to listen to the membership throughout the negotiations. This is Hall's quote. He's the new, uh, the newly elected president. We have a union, but members, but members are not involved. He said, "I'm hoping to get out and listen to the membership." So, you know, this is not unusual where you have a labor uh, union's board not necessarily in step with the membership. And I hate to say it, and, and I'm saying this as a union member that has been guilty of this in the past as well. I don't always vote on, you know, the board when they come up for elections because it's you know you're not always clear on who has what opinion and you sort of want to believe that everybody in your union's on board with fighting for workers rights which is not necessarily the case um and i think for a turning point for me was when i found out that one of our board members was like a hardcore republican and i was like and i asked him i'm like wait you're a republican i'm like do you believe in work to write laws because that's what the gop is behind i don't understand how you're a in a union and on our board and he's like, well, you know, you can't be anti-leader or a business leader. And, and you know, that's not a good position to have either. Anyway, I was just like, okay, I got to start voting on union <laughs> board I, positions. I, sorry, y'all. My cat's gone a little nuts. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what happened? Oh, what I miss? No, my, my cat's just jumping around. Oh, hey, um, girl. Oh, there she is. I see her. Yeah, Lucy's here. Sorry Hi, about Lucy. that, Hi, Lucy. She says hello. <laughs> She's excited. <laughs> so, She's yeah, just, you know, I you think. Know, you're in I, sag after, right? I am. I well, originally I was yeah before the merger. I've been a member of SAG since uh, God nineteen ninety one, so a very long time. I was a I was a member of SAG when you had to like be Taft Hartley for speaking roles in a union production. So it's changed a lot since when I first joined to now, and it's a very watered down. It's more like a club now, I would say. Um, but All that right. we'll we'll table that discussion for another day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different <laughs> topic for a different day. But but yeah, it, it's. Uh, <laughs> So I hope that this this new guy does what he says he's going to do. You know, I don't know anything about him. I'm not doubting the guy. I have no reason to. But I, I really hope that this is a new tomorrow. And and that's one of the one of the positive things to come out of this, where you have a better relationship between yeah. leadership and workers. Well, I think in the very least, he's probably going to continue to pressure the Biden administration based on the Bernie Sanders uh, you know, letter that was sent to him on the options that they have as far as still getting the sick days put into the contract. So there's still options. There's There's three three of them. It's not dead. And I'm sure that labor is going to continue to pressure uh, Biden administration on this. Um, We also have a video that I think we should play that one of the railroad, 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 my God, my time. Can you please say that five more times? I didn't hear. Railroad workers posted posted on uh, Twitter today. I mean, there's a massive blizzard that is that is working its way, winding its way through the South right now. That is unbelievable, and they're out there working with no sick pay if they get sick. Let's play this video. Oh, there it is. Okay. This is and and by the way, they're understaffed too. Yeah. While they're doing that, I mean, this this is nuts. It's nuts. This is nuts. And, and, and let me know. let me point something out. If they Ron, if they were not out there today doing what they're doing in this blizzard, the entire supply chain system would be shut down because of the blizzard. Think about that for a second. I mean, these guys are out there doing what needs to be done. Yeah, <laughs> and, our and, government and all can't, they're asking for, yeah, all, all they're asking for, 
sick pay, a reasonable life standard. You know, you don't have a quality of life if you're on call all the, damn all the time. time or have That's to not a quality of life. It's not a quality like, of life or have to run, uh, you know, a whole entire train thing on your own with like no crew. I mean, that's insane too. And it's also dangerous. I just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that this is where we're at. And yes, they can heard, afford. You heard the people on our shows, Gabe Christensen yeah. and some of the other workers we spoke with, where they're talking about, yeah, you know, I'm hoping to, I, I take this medicine in case I fall, I, in case I fall asleep, I know it'll jolt me awake right away. It's yeah. like, that's not safe for anyone. I mean, first of all, that, that's straight up abusive to workers. <laughs> yeah. And that's not safe for everyone. Do you like knowing that that somebody in that condition has to operate a train by themselves? No, no it's that's crazy. horrible. Yeah, like, it's horrible. Uh, so I, it's good that this is not over. It's good that we're at least seeing some actions. It's absolutely sinful what the freaking government did. It's disgusting in, in every way. Biden has wow. shown his entire ass as if we hadn't always yeah. seen it. <laughs> but, I mean, wow. And, and 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 I hope they're not done fighting back. They should, at the very least, get this sick pay. There is not one, not two, but three ways that it could be done. So, man, for crying out loud, at least do the bare minimum here and get there. So I'm not I'm not counting on it, not with this administration, but or any administration. Or any, <clears throat> I mean, to be frank, yeah. no, no. I mean, I yeah, yeah. No, I'd be feeling better if Trump was in. He'd probably no. <laughs> it'd be it'd be worse, honestly. But right. yeah, I feel you. But, uh, but yeah, so so that's an update there. Um, let's go to why don't we go to a, next... a quick? Well, we're we're gonna do the. I, I want to do the. I think we have. Hey, Colin, do we have a clip story. of? Uh, we can do the transfer, but let's should we play a clip of right wing insanity report preview? Um, so this week on the show, I I have Zach Roberts, who is a photojournalist who has been present at all kinds of crazy things from, you know, Charlottesville, Unite the Right, Patriot Fund marching in D.C. Um, and he actually interviewed some of the uh, neo-Nazis uh, there at Charlottesville. But uh, so he's coming on and we're going to go through some of that stuff. It'll be interesting. Is there, um, is there a preview? Or... I don't know. Colin, is there? I think he said there was one. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's go. Uh, let's do the the trans story. Yeah. Let, let's just go to the trans story then. Uh, so this is from the Washington Post, y'all, and um, this is very frightening. This is like again, this is the continuation of what's going on, and yeah. this is this is kind of you know when we say things like look when you really read something like the don't say gay bill which of course is in florida not texas but still you know uh yeah. when you read these bills you see what it's really about and you see that it's really about just basically trying to stamp out lgbtq youth that's literally what it's actually about and you kind of yeah. see what's going on with all this you know you kind of have this blatant transphobia but you disguise it in this flowery language to make it palatable. And that's what Ron DeSantis is doing. That's what Tulsi Gabbard is doing. That's what a lot of people in the blogosphere are doing. And uh, we can't be quiet about this. And we can't no. be passive about this. And we can't be contrarian edgelords about this because this is actually freaking really gross. This is really, really, it's fascism. I mean, this is an unbelievable and the fact that this is coming from the state's attorney general ken paxton is absolutely frightful 
So here's what's going on. This is from the Washington Post. Uh, Texas Attorney General's Office sought state data on transgender Texas Texans. Excuse me. Employees at the State Department of Public Safety in June received a sweeping request from Public Attorney General Kim Paxton's office. Compile a list. Where have we heard this before in history? Folks? Yeah. Compile a list of individuals who had changed their gender on their Texas driver's license and other department records during the past two years. Need total number of changes from male to female and female to male for the last 24 months, broken down by month. Uh, we won't need DLID numbers at first, but may need to have them later if we are required to manually look up documents. Mm -hmm. After more than 16,000 such instances were identified, DPS officials determined that a manual search would be needed to determine the reasons for the changes. DPS spokesman Travis Considine told the Post in response to questions. Now, here's the deal. Like, this is not, I mean, it's one thing, obviously, when somebody, uh, when their gender changes, of course you report that for ID purposes because you are, you know, right. you have a different name and stuff like that. And that's totally fine. But this is a targeted list. It's scary. Why it's a targeted, yeah. a specific list? And that, I mean, th there's no answer to that question other than they want to they want to just have it handy to brutalize people likely. I agree. You know, <clears throat> you know. I mean, like, why else would you need that? Why would you need that specific of a list where it's like everybody, why do you need that? You I don't. Mean, what, you don't. There's, it's chilling. It's a very chilling thing that's happening. Um, it's frightful. It's fascism. It's fascism. And it and it's, I mean, it's totalitarianism. I mean, it's like, I mean, this is like, Again, and, and I feel like a broken record when I say this stuff, but it's because I see all these warning signs and I'm not trying to be like, you know, over alarmist. I'm just being real here. This is how it starts. This is freaking how it starts. This is how it starts with, you know, like, oh, no, it, it's about it's about children in schools. It's about it's about parental involvement and trying to tell them right. they can't go to this certain counselor. And it's about it's about the blatantly transphobic, homophobic idea that every counselor is a quote unquote groomer. Although, you know, you want to see you want to see the biggest groomers out there. Go to a Catholic church. You want to see the biggest groomers out there. That's where you should go. Not a school counselor's office. Go to church. You want to see the biggest groomers out there. But yeah, I anyway. mean, the Southern Baptist Convention has also, as similar to the Catholic Church, has also been caught hiding pedophiles in their ranks. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure it's not just limited. <laughs> no, no, I'm just adding that because just... you're not wrong there. Um, you know, I feel like so much of this is Olympic level projection in so many ways. The fact that and, and it's a combination of that. And also many times I think these guys are just homophobic. So the, the term groomer has sort of become synonymous with being homophobic because they've they've you know reinstantiated this word to mean a specific thing and they're using it as a slur at this point. It's a dog oh, yeah. whistle. Oh, it's a it's a total dog whistle, and so is all of this, all of this freaking, all these ridiculous uh, assessments that they make that is based on premises that are just straight up fiction. They don't understand no. what what actual gender affirming care is. They're they don't care. Mis they don't care. They're blatantly misrepresenting it. They don't yep. care. They're misrepresenting what's going on to the point where you have moms dressing up as cats to protest the quote unquote litter boxes in classrooms, <laughs> which of course never which never happened. happened. 
That never. Of happened. all the things that never happened, that one's at the top of the list of things that never happened. It's insane. Um, you know, and then also what bothers me is that they hide among their ranks, their own ranks, actual pedophilia, like real pedophilia. I mean, in the last you know couple of years, we've seen all kinds of right wing extremists where the story has been like a it's been a sidebar mention, right? Where this individual also has child porn on his phone, right? That that's not what he was originally being investigated for or arrested for. But hey, whoa, look, there's child porn on his phone. Oh, hey, whoa, look, it's on his laptop. Like the per capita on that is extremely high. It's not what you would find in the general population. So also yeah. that might be related to my Hitler porn story. Oh, don't give away too much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I feel like Hitler porn is enough of a teaser. You really don't need to, you don't want to dive in too much here. Um, let's bring Mike in. Mike is an Oahu, uh, water protector, and he's coming on to talk with us, uh, today about the Naval fuel facility, Red Hill, which has been responsible for all kinds of environmental destruction and, um, toxic toxins put into the environment that are harming individuals, harming water supply and whatnot. Um, there we go. Hey man, how you doing? Welcome. I'm so glad you could join us today. It's great to have you. That's all right. Uh-oh. Oh, Wait, man, there we, go. we lost you. Now, now we you're back, you. and you look handsome. And you sound good. You yeah, look good. You, you sound good. We hear you. We see you. Um, you know, I'm glad <laughs> that you are joining us today because I know that, you know, there's been this uh, fire retardant spill now that just recently happened uh, that's coming from Red Hill. But this isn't the first time we've had a problem here, right? A year ago, there was a fuel spill. Uh, you know, the Navy said that that fuel was not going to leak into the water reserve, but it did get into the water reserve, uh, sickened many people, and there's been arg uh, arguments back and forth. Can you give our audience a little bit of background on that story and what's happened after that? Yeah. So, uh, hi, I'm Mikey. I'm with the Oahu Water Protectors, and we have been working uh, actually for years around uh, the issue of uh, trying to shut down Red Hill which is yeah. this fuel facility that was built by the U.S. Navy around World War II, almost 80 years ago, and at its maximum could contain up to 250 million gallons of toxic fuel sitting just wow. 100 feet above our sole source aquifer. That's and, crazy. Yeah, and so that's, that's water that's going to like half a million people on the entire island. So there's no like alternative to that, you know? So people have been warning about it for decades. Uh, so, some people we've been organizing with have been organizing to try to shut it down for like the past eight years. And okay. last year, uh, around Thanksgiving time, um, a leak that occurred uh, in May into the fire suppression system. So jet fuel got into the yeah. into the fire suppression uh, um, uh, drain line, basically sat there yeah and that, that was the pvc line that yes the pvc okay. line so so um the, the the military hired a contractor and they, they against uh in 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 obvious code violation they, they replaced certain piping with pvc instead instead of steel and rather than pay for a a replacement that was up to code the navy was like oh we'll just repair some of it and so they left this this giant like you know like area that that you know, it's supposed to be a fire suppression foam drain line. 
with PVC. And so when, when, when a fuel water mixture got in that pipe, it, it got hit by this, this cart that goes to that tunnel every day. And because it was sagging yeah. so far down, it hit. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and like 19,000 gallons of a fuel jet fuel and water mixture burst out of that. It leaked for 34 hours. It got into wow. the Navy's water wells that go to 93,000 households in Hawaii, many of them uh, military service members and their families, but also yeah. civilians and hundreds of people were poisoned. And we're, and we're talking babies, children, pets, you know, all, all sorts of people. And that's what we've been organizing around for the past year is, is trying to, you know, show solidarity with those families, but also to get them to, to permanently shut down Red Hill. And we were able to do that. But just one year after all of those people got sick and they contaminated our aquifer, like in on November 29th, so just days after, you know, the one year anniversary of this spill, they spilled another 1300 plus gallons of AFFF concentrate. Yeah. And so this is this is the firefighting foam before it's foam. So it's 3% concentrate. It's something that you're supposed to add 97 parts water to before you, you know, you dilute it into into the foam that you end up spraying that we're all familiar with, right? And that that foam contains PFAS which is it's it's known yeah, to cause forever cancer. chemicals yeah mm -hmm. forever chemicals and so that that it just leaked that concentrate during the rainiest time of the year this is the rainy season in hawaii uh just 100 feet above our aquifer and now we're just waiting and hoping that it doesn't get into the municipal water system oh my God. mike let me ask you a question didn't they after okay so after what happened last year didn't they at some point promise that they were going to shut down red hill what <sighs> happened with that yeah. So they, uh, be, as a result of our, you know, our mobilizing, our agitating, our international solidarity networks kicking into high gear and our community organizing, we were able within just a span of a few months, we were able to force the Pentagon to take an, a, a world historic L. You know, they, they, the, 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 the head of the Department of Defense had to announce that they were, they were going to commit to shut down, shut, shutting down Red Hill. The problem with that is that they are still moving like molasses, right? When it comes to like a you know a multi-billion-dollar make-work project for the military-industrial complex, they can you know or or funneling billions of dollars to to um, you know fuel a proxy war in Ukraine, they can work as fast right. as possible. But when it comes yeah. to addressing an existential crisis for you know a, a sovereign nation that they are still illegally occupying, uh, well then yeah. there's all sorts of reasons why they can't defuel. So um, Abby Martin and Mike Preisner from Empire Files produced a couple minute clip on what was going on last year at Christmas time. So this was right after the first uh, spill. And I think it's interesting to learn a little bit about those, the people involved because the Navy secretary is part of the military industrial complex. He comes from a uh, startup company that contracted with the Navy. So um, I wanna play that and then Mike, I think you might've contributed to this little clip in some way is my understanding, that's correct, yeah. Let's go ahead and play this and then Mike can uh, talk, talk to us about it. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Secretary of the Navy, Carlos Del Toro. My wife, Betty, and I would like to wish all our sailors, Marines, civilians, and military families a happy and healthy holiday season. Whether you're at home in the States for the holidays or serving around the world, 
We are incredibly grateful for everything that you do. Well, it's not the fuel itself that's making them sick, it's the fuel in the water that's making them sick. In fact, uh, there was a press release that was released by the governor and, and the delegation, and I'm taking that um, request and their suggestions uh, very seriously. And it's not an order; it's a request that's being made. The Navy and Coppolina Beach Homes blatantly lied to the community about our water being poisoned by the jet fuel leak. A lot of residents were still showering, bathing their kids, and having all these side effects, but they trusted what our property managers and the Navy were saying. I haven't seen nothing from anybody. I haven't gotten any help. Yeah, they give you the runaround. For what? Because somebody doesn't want to be liable for telling you something that they're not supposed to tell us? Like, what's really up? They need to shut down Red Hill immediately, like today, now. They need to shut it down. They should have shut it down a long time ago. It should have never been there in the first place. I think Del Toro and the Navy refusing to shut down Red Hill shows how much he doesn't care about us, the people. They know and they've been knowing that this is a disaster. They need to shut it down, decommission, defuel, just get it out of here. And don't put it anywhere else. We don't need it anywhere else on this island. It's already suffered enough.
I'm the really well-produced video. Let me say that. Oh, thank and you. it's um, informative. You know, the part where he says it's not the fuel that's a problem, it's the fuel that's in the water that's a problem is just... Are yeah, you kidding no me? Yeah, no shit. It's, like, yeah. really? <laughs> you know, you know yeah. it's, it's kind of funny because... It's, it's, just, it's just when they're forced to drink it. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, did a research on this. It's, it's, it's truly stunning galaxy brain shit that we've had to deal with yeah. you know, for, for years. You know? And, and uh, this is actually not uncommon, uh, not just with Navy Command, but with, you know, basically all of the people who are kind of like either bought and paid for, you know, like lobbyists, uh, you know, uh, legislators who claim to be progressives, but who are in the pocket of the military industrial right. complex and defense contractors, and also uh, even certain subject matter experts. Like we recently had this Board of Water Supply uh, meeting uh, at, with, you know, the Department of Health and the Navy and the Department of Health's own expert was talking about how, you know, like there are, he's a toxicologist and he's talking about how yeah. there's, there's a certain level of like 160 parts per billion of jet fuel in the water is acceptable limits um, beneath what, what they would consider actionable levels, environmental actionable levels. And 100 parts per billion is the threshold in which you can see, taste and smell fuel in your water. And so, you know, what, what, one of the, the board members asked him like, is that the level that you would accept in your own water, the water that you drink? And the guy responded, you know, I definitely wouldn't want any jet fuel in my water as a human being, right? But as but the toxicologist in me says this is below the environmentally actionable levels. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? It's like, oh my like, god. It's 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 like they, they, they get into like a literal lizard brain where, where they, they they somehow seem to think that they themselves do not need water to survive. And and it kind of just kind of like speaks to the, the entire ideology that's necessary for like this capitalist imperialist system to function is you you literally like you literally have to deny what every single cell in your body is literally screaming for, which is water is life, right? Um, water is life, right. Yeah. So <laughs> I know that in this latest incident, Mikey, they they don't they're not revealing everything that happened. They're they're withholding videos from the public. Um, so to get to the present, what do you, what do you think is in those videos? Like, what do you think they're trying to hide from people? You know, I'm I'm actually not quite sure. Um, whatever eventually does end up getting out to the public, it's definitely not going to be the full feed, right? Just because that's not right. how the military operates. But this is actually quite familiar to the spill last year. In the sense that uh you know th there are video cameras placed all around that facility in every part of that tunnel like we visited and one of the first things we saw we entered through at at six where the jet fuel uh, where, where the uh hlf spill occurred and spilled out of to the outside okay. of the facility one of the first things i saw there was a security camera <laughs> which which they initially claimed what was not there you know they didn't have footage of when the jet fuel leak happened in 2021 they claimed there was no surveillance footage because mysteriously yes. and just completely coincidentally, um, they, they, they had hired work. a private contractor and someone had clipped the line that knocked out all the camera footage mm. for months. Right. And, and, and the place that they say is, you know, it's so secure that it is completely close to the public. They're highly secretive and selective about who they would even let visit that site. But for some reason, they weren't bothered to fix these supposedly broken cameras. Um, mm. and, and so they, they initially claim Admiral Wade, who's just, you know, recently yeah. replaced, you know, cause they all circle out every like three, three years or sometimes less. He said there were no security camera footage of, of the event. 
And then like- In fact, we have that video. Should we play it from your yeah, Twitter? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and play it. So Rear Admiral John Wade refused to answer a simple question in what could uh, releasing video footage of the AFFF spill to the general public compromise the integrity of the investigation of the leak? Um, so this was his response. Our next question is, can you please release the video of the AFFF slash PFAS spill? Yeah. Why can't you so we can trust you? Next question, I've, I've seen your, your signs here. The, the video is part of the investigation right now. Uh, it's not going to be released to the public until I can guarantee that the integrity of the investigation is uh, uh, secured, and then I will work to release the video accordingly. In what conceivable way could your investigation be compromised by the release, public release of the video? That's a valid question. Can you please answer it? Just give one example. We're gonna. Do you have an answer to that? I want to hear an answer. My next question is... No, don't shut this guy down. What are you covering up? Can we go to the next question, please? No. no. I don't go to your house and make any time. Well, they're in our house. No. 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 We want an answer. We want an answer. We just need an answer. I'm sorry. That we are not releasing the video until the investigation officer is satisfied that Shout out to y'all, man, because that was pretty badass. Thanks. That was badass. You're Thanks. in our house. Yeah, you're in our, and it's right. You are in our house, and no, you do have to answer this. Yeah. The fact that I'm so tired of these folks that are in positions of power that think they don't have to be responsible or accountable for things that have happen, or if they don't have to respond to their constituency or public. It's yeah. just and, that's and not that, how this works. That, um, that, what they said there has special significance because it was coming from Kanaka Maui, native Hawaiians, right? So it's like, when they say you're in our house, it's like, they're talking about the US military as being a uninvited guest, right? So it's like, you don't get to choose the format in which you lie to us, right? Uh, I myself am, am not native Hawaiian, but but yeah, the, the people who are backing me up, the voice is pretty familiar, as you might be able to tell, that was me pushing that question. Like, Yeah, no, I knew it was you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, the, there were plenty of Kanaka who were demanding, you know, uh, um, more transparency because, and, and here's the thing, it's like, yeah, so they couldn't answer a basic question. Like, their bullshit excuse is that, you know, they can't release the surveillance footage because they're worried that it might compromise the integrity of an ongoing investigation. It's like, well, first of all, why is the Navy even allowed to investigate itself, right? 
Like this right. is this is like the cop from The Departed, right? Or this is yeah. I, I like to you yeah. know like um, refer to it as as you know like not not only is the fox guarding the hen house, but like you know after uh, someone has killed all of the hens and then stolen all the eggs, they've hired a fox detective to investigate the scene of the crime. Uh, that's what's being done here. And so what what I, the simple question that I asked is like how could releasing this video to the public possibly compromise the integrity of the investigation, particularly when everyone you need to interview about it has already seen the video, right? <laughs> if you've circulated it internally, then there's no reason not to circulate it widely uh, because there's no conceivable way in which would it compromise the integrity of the investigation. And the thing is like, I don't think there's gonna be any smoking gun in, in these surveillance cameras. Um, like, I right. think, you know, like, I, I think what, what people are, are are maybe picturing is like, you know, kind of like a Charlie Chaplin, like Three Stooges, Mr. Bean type, you know, scenario where like somebody's like tripping in like a triple F concentrate right. and someone's trying to help them up and they fall. It's not going to be like that. Right. But I, I just think yeah. the video footage alone being being available to the public, whatever is witnessed by any worker there, just seeing whatever type of leak is, is going on there and, and the right. visual of it traveling. Like that's a powerful image that just makes them look even worse, right? And that that, that while while it was optics, yeah. yeah, it was happening on their watch. But they clearly weren't watching when they clearly weren't watching. That's exactly right. Uh, so the water board, I want to bring that element into the conversation. I have a clip from Honolulu Board of Water Supply Chief Engineer Ernie Lau um, talking about what happened and he gets vi he gets visibly upset in this video i want to play this clip and you can uh fill us in on what's going on in relationship to the water board yeah, i'm sorry i i couldn't get a good night's sleep last night because it was like at two o'clock in the morning And not a literal scream or cry, but in my mind, it, it almost felt like I heard the, a scream or cry of our aquifer, the vi in our aquifer in that area crying out to say, no more contamination. Don't put any more contamination into our precious vi. So I would hope the Navy would consider, nah, I don't hope, I demand of the Navy, you need to move faster. Oh, yeah. I demand. Yeah. Um, it's great to see him kind of like taking up uh, our stance and our talking points. Um, just because, I mean, yeah, Ernie Lau, uh, obviously you can see in the footage, just the sweetest, most caring person uh, you could possibly ask for in any kind of like uh, government or, or you know, bu bureaucratic position. Um, he genuinely cares about life, about about water. Um, he genuinely cares about about the people who rely on that water uh, for for you know daily needs and and life itself. And it, it takes a lot to get someone like Ernie Lau to go from requesting to demanding, <laughs> as you can probably yeah. tell, right? Um, and and that emotion, uh, you know, it it came out of him once before, and that was you know during the jet fuel leaks, and it really helped to galvanize a lot of people into action and to actually see, you know, uh, someone who represents supposedly represents the, the interest of the people actually, you know, walking that walk and talking that talk, and and to to see a level of transparency you you would never see in like the Department of Health or the 
for the right. EPA or the U.S. Navy for damn sure. And um, it, it really, um, someone like that who has been on top of this issue and trying to push the Navy uh, to do something about the the existential crisis that has been looming over the aquifer for years, uh, for this long, you know, um, have that emotional response to this most recent leak, this most recent spill, uh, it really shows just how serious this is, right? What what the actual stakes are. And this is what's been kind of frustrating, um, not just on the international and national level, but on the local level. Like, I don't know how we're, we're all still just going to work today, you know? Um, right. Just even on Oahu. Like, I get it. Um, because because it's hard to, I mean, nobody knows what AFFF is. A uh, few people yeah. even know what PFAS is, right? Um, even people in movement work, in organizing. Um, but like, this is, it's it's like we're in the blast radius of a nuclear bomb that's already dropped. Yeah. And and we're just going about our lives. Uh, and and it drives me up a wall because this, this should be block A news on every news station, especially in the United States, just every day uh, until yeah. until something, you know, I mean, this is, this is Flint water. It's serious. Water it's very crisis. serious. It's yeah. I agree. Uh, I, yeah. It absolutely is. I mean, this, it is, absolutely this, is, is, yeah, this is a population of, of, of a million people uh, that means right. so much in superficial and very real ways to people all over the world. Oahu, right? Um, yeah. And and nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, status quo cares. You know, that's great. And and other, you know, left media organizations care. Right. Uh, indigenous organizations care. But this this needs to be news everywhere. Like this this needs to be a priority one, not just for our local government officials, but for the Biden administration, right? And and, and the Biden administration has actually been like they're terrible on a whole host of issues. But but PFAS, they've actually been relatively proactive about, you know, that yeah. like DOD is supposed to phase out uh, PFAS, but but look look at the deadlines for implementation of, of phasing out, you know, mil spec or mil military uh, specification meeting uh, uh, fire suppressing foams, right? It's 2024. Right when Red Hill is supposed to be shut down. So but yeah, by, now. Yeah, by, yeah. By, the, by the time DOD will actually be compliant with, with standards that, that, you know, don't endanger our aquifer with PFAS, uh, Red Hill should be closed by then. So yeah, we're, we're kind of in a bind here. Uh, but uh, but there's also that's also no excuse. There's no reason that that they can't replace their existing systems with a PFAS free AFFF foam or an alternative yeah. to AFFF entirely. There's no reason that the US military, they, they just recently you know, put forward an $835 billion annual budget. They have the resources. They're, they don't right. have to have bake sales to replace their AFFF system. Right, so, bake sales. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanna talk a little bit about congressional um, responsibility here, or obligation. I have a clip from Betty McCollum, Rep Betty McCollum, this was from last May when she was questioning uh, Secretary of State or Secretary of Navy, sorry, Del Toro on uh, Red Hill. Um, let's play that clip. And I'd like to hear some updates from you on where you see Congress in all of this. Red Hill was a World War II fuel depot uh, uh, built in Hawaii, built over an aquifer. No one was paying attention to aquifers at the time. We know how important they are now. You're well aware of, of, of the leak and, 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 the, and the issue we have up there. We need to get that fuel depot repositioned, removed. In the meantime, we have to make sure that no further damage is done. So um, 
we need to know, uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, that, and I know that you are, but I just want it for the record, uh, that you're committed to get us the report as soon as you can about uh, how the $1 billion request will be used in FY23 so we can include it in here. Um, your team has been working with staff, but we're preparing our budget right now. And so anything that you can get to us, even if it's in, in bits and pieces and you have to go back and adjust something, will be tremendously helpful for the committee staff as we move forward. We're, we're hoping to be on the floor in July. Um, so we look forward to working with you. And I just wanted to put that out there on the record. You have my commitment, Madam Chair, that we will continue to work uh, very closely um, to take all the necessary steps to uh, close Red Hill and to distribute that fuel where it needs to be distributed and then to uh, continue efforts with regards to the environmental uh, uh, steps that will be taken afterwards. And then also as a person who, um, both as a state representative, as a member of Congress, has been working with the Pentagon, and I'll leave it at, at, at the high level up here, the Pentagon on remedial uh, things that needed to happen after pollution occurred. Um, we look forward to making sure that the uh, citizens of Hawaii know that uh, what what's happened uh, in and the soils around there, that we stand ready to assist them and not put a burden on the citizens. And also the long-term health consequences that may or may not be out there not only for the citizens of Hawaii, but especially for the civilians and the um, folks who wore uniforms in and around in that area, that we will be taking care of them and monitoring any potential health consequences. And I know I have your, your guarantee um, to, to do our due diligence on that. So guarantee, I mean, we're hearing this language, it's, it feels very performative to me. Um, so everybody knows who Betty McCollum is. She is Minnesota's fourth district rep, but she sits on the House Appropriations Committee. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a performance, right? On on both ends. Uh, and and uh, in the video you just yeah. played from Empire Files. Um, yeah, yeah. So so uh, when I produced that video, I, I, um, I did a whole bunch of research into not just legislators, conflict of interest, but also kind of the revolving door politics. Uh, and I found a lot of stuff on the Secretary of the Navy. So Carlos Del Toro, before he was Secretary of the Navy, you know, during their 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 vetting process, they have to disclose all of their financial ties and then, you know, uh, relieve themselves in uh, usually something like a blind trust, uh, uh, particularly if the, their personal investments uh, conflict with their job. And so he was the co-founder of this company called SBG Technology Solutions, which relates to, you know, uh, Navy contracting work in, include like it's, it's a lot of IT stuff, but also in like shipbuilding processes. And so okay. he, he divested of 25 to $50 million in owner equity before, you know, being uh, voted wow. in as the secretary of the Navy. And you can best believe that, you know, he's going to go right back to that business as soon as he transitions out of that spot. Um, yeah. In fact, he's he's made very public, you know, uh, demands uh, to, to for the Navy to have, you know, a much greater, uh, you know, wrapping up uh, to to, you know, uh, really escalate towards uh, World War Three with China, you know, despite China having zero interest yeah. in, in engaging in that. Right. Uh, to, to really build right. out the ship fleet. So so he's basically preparing the other side of the door that he's going to, to exit out of. Right. Uh, and. 
And so we can't trust people like Carlos del Toro to, to do the right thing by even the Navy right. families. Because like, so, so uh, I, I went with Abby Martin uh, and Empire Files onto one of their ships during the Rim of the Pacific Games which is, okay. you know, these, these, they're the largest military games in the world where the U.S. invites all of its, like, imperialist allies and, and um, uh, um, vassal states to come, you know, blow up the yeah. land and water, uh, the indigenous, you know, lands and waters of, of, of Hawaii uh, and, and also, you know, several other places uh, around their territories. And so yeah. we got on this ship and then we, we uh, were left off at a hangar and we were told by the, our handlers that Secretary Del Toro would be taking questions. And one of the okay. questions from uh, the uh, uh, local reporters was, are you going to visit the military families affected by Red Hill while you are here? And he said, no, I don't have time for that. I'm completely consumed by RIMPAC. So that just gives you an indication of how little he cares even about you know, the people he, he, you, know, you would want to believe he actually cares about. He, so, so just imagine right. like if he cares if he and Navy Command care that little about their own service members, how little they yeah. care about you know the people of Hawaii, namely the the the, the people who are indigenous to this aina, right? right. So, uh, and 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 it also has to be taken into account that like, you know, in the monitor wells in 2021, the Navy was getting readings of like over 400 parts per billion of of TPHD, which is the you know the most toxic part of jet fuel, in their waters early as July. Wow. And then they, they knew about the, 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 the Red Hill leak. They saw it, you know, the, the, it was reported to them by the guy who was driving the car, who then, you know, took a webcam, a video a camera phone footage that we, we now have all seen. Um, and they knew about that leak. They knew that it was, it was traveling towards the well and they shut off the well out of an abundance of caution a week prior to people yeah. getting sick. But they didn't tell the residents who were relying on that water supply, hey, maybe just out of an abundance of caution, don't drink this water. So right. they, they did the moral calculus and we're seeing the oh, results of, of that equation. You know, they made a conscious decision yeah. to let that water yeah. flow to their own people, to their own babies. You know, like that's. Yeah, that, my yeah. understanding is that they were trying to make the argument that the cement um, barriers surrounding where the fuel line travels underground would be substantial enough to block the feel from getting into the water. It sounds to me like they went through this whole calculus of they knew it was leaking, they knew it, it had, you know, was out there going into the cement, but for some yeah. reason they were making this, no, the odds of it actually, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and what's wild about that is like, you know, the there there's a track line in, in the Red Hill facility, right? And that track line has like this re recessed area. So the tracks go up mm -hmm. and then there's just this, what, what could basically just be a reservoir for a fuel water mixture just to flow straight down into the same tunnel that leads to the Red right. Hill well, right? So so this is this is how ass backwards their, their priorities are. Like even in the mm. making of this Red Hill facility, the Red Hill well, which they draw, well, up until recently drew water from, was in the same tunnel as their fuel pipeline. And, and oh. so, yeah, and, and this, this, this that, and, and the, and the I did is, not know is, that this is just a symptom of, of a systemic problem, right? When, when, yeah. when you, when, when, when capital, you know, is prioritized over all human life, even your own service people, yeah. you will make these mind boggling decisions on your own. We have heard from other yeah. people who we're not <laughs> organizing with, like people who have, right. who are in charge of inspecting Navy vessels. Like what well, one guy wasn't, you know, he, he was tasked with inspecting, um, you know, a water supply on a, a battleship 
and he looked and he saw running through when he opened up the hatch and, and looked into the water supply he saw this pipeline going straight to the center of the tank and he asked one of the engineers like what's that pipeline it's like oh that's fuel and it's like well what couldn't you just run the, the, the pipe around the water tank yeah well, they why just, they shot you... a pipeline that's insane pipeline just straight through the water tank and we're seeing this with i think it's the uss nimitz recently it leaked jet fuel wow. directly into the, their water supply and and we had to get you know like there, there were whistleblowers who are sending images of this to to you know you know military instagram pages and and that's how folks found out but they were trying the navy was trying to cover it up that's so it's crazy. Like, yeah, this is this is systemic. <laughs> yeah, it's not Indeed. just hell. So, where can people go to learn more about the water protectors and and kind of stay abreast of this? Because you know the corporate media is, is ignoring it, and you know we do the best we can here, but it, it just seems like at every turn they're just they're just more and more updates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just one so nightmare. Where do you want to direct people to go? Uh, if if y'all want to learn more, uh, waterprotectors.org, and we are on all the social medias, all the major social medias, Oahu WP on Twitter, Oahu Water Protectors on Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok. Uh, so yeah, we're 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 all over the place. Uh, and and uh, yes, please follow our work. And um, you know, if you live in Hawaii and you want to get involved with organizing, please hit us up because that's what it's going to take. You know, we need to build a mass movement. Where we can actually, you know, shut things down until they actually commit to doing the right thing with respect to Red Hill. Mikey, yeah. to end on a little bit of a lighter note, I got a special request. Please say the name of the state you live in one more time. Oh, Hawaii. <laughs> it sounds so cool when you say I it. Know, I, right? I can't say it like that. I'm not even going to try. But it sounds so cool when you say it. Uh, that's that's I, I love it. Um, I, I say it the you know Hawaii. I, I say it. The, I know. Yeah. I say it the way, man. I yeah. wish, but uh, it sounds so uh, so beautiful, poetic. What you say, I love it. I love, well, you say it the right way, but uh, but yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. doing what you do, man. And thanks for taking some time to talk to us today. Well, yeah, so and, um, we'd like to have you back for an update and uh, as things progress here, because I want to keep my eye on this story. It's important. Absolutely, yeah. And thank you so much for shining a light on it, because more people need to know about what's going on here. Yeah, really appreciate Cheers, it. Yeah. Man.